the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one last week we began to look at, at how it was necessary to have wisdom for the, purpose of, for the purpose of building properly. And we talked about the Ark of Noah for many weeks. We talked about the fact that the Ark of Noah was built as a floating house of the Lord. We discussed using Isaiah to show that the mountain of the Lord's house was to be exalted above every other mountain. And we pointed out that the ark of Noah rested on Mount Ararat, at the top of the mountain, and showed that the ark is the same thing as the house of the Lord which is, was exalted at the top of the mountain. So, if you look at the different things we've looked at so far, we came to the place where we realized that for us to effectively and capably be preserved in times of trouble, we must be found in the house of the Lord. In passing, we mentioned that the temple of Solomon, when it was built, at the dedication, Solomon prayed a prayer. Amongst other things, he said that when people will look towards that house and pray, the Lord will hear. And he kept referring to the temple as the house where the Lord has placed his name. A place where the Lord has placed his name. Now, by the time you fast forward to the New Testament, Acts chapter 4, tells you that there is no other name given by which men might be saved. And we all know the name. The name of Jesus. And why Christians, real Christians, are saved is because they have the name of the Lord upon them. They are identified as belonging to the Lord. they must find themselves in the house of God. They are called to find themselves. You can call it an ark. It had three decks. You can call it a tabernacle. It has three levels. You can call it almost anything you like. God used multiple pictures to illustrate the same point. Habitually. He made overwhelming evidence available so that if we question or wonder about what he was really doing, we wouldn't, if you can't understand it fully with one picture, you get more understanding from another picture. And there are many pictures illustrating the same point. 
So last week we began to look at the wisdom of God. Why? Because we cannot build an ark without wisdom. We cannot build any proper thing without wisdom. The book of Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 to 5 tells you about building, proper building. In verse 3 it says that through wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. My emphasis is on how the house is built. It's through wisdom. And throughout the ages people have struggled to build, but without wisdom, people have wondered, why can I not be saved? When we were studying Noah and the ark, we saw that Noah had certain qualities that enabled God to pick him out and say, I will keep you alive. And I can summarize the qualities Noah had as wisdom. Noah was wise. And the question all of us must ask ourselves today is, are you wise? The question is, are you wise? We must be wise to be able to build. We must be wise to be able to build. And when you lack wisdom, you will not build. And when the flood comes, you'll be carried away. It's that simple. Wisdom preserves the life of those who have it. That's a verse I would like to show you. I believe it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12. 7 verse 12 says, For wisdom is a defense, and money is a fence. <laughs> Are you hearing this? But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to them that have it. What does this imply? Which one is better? Why? I thought money answers all things. It can respond to quite some things. It can respond to life. When death shows up, I, 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 I saw this advert. I really liked it. <laughs> okay, I liked it. Thank God I can't remember what drink. It was one of these foreign drinks. It was an ad on, on, uh, on YouTube I saw. And um, in the ad... So, it shows us this guy who has some kind of accident and stands up immediately, doesn't die. And then he falls off the edge of a cliff. I think a meteorite hit him. Something from a... Boom! He didn't die. He got up. He fell off a cliff, staggering. He got up, he didn't die. A Mack truck ran over him. Boom! He got up, he didn't die. It was obvious that death was, could not come for this fellow. At the end, they showed death. It was drinking the beer they were advertising. 
because he was drinking, he was supposed to pick up this guy since and forgot himself. That guy couldn't die because death was drinking. <laughs> Crazy guys. But I loved it. Whoever came up with that idea was extremely intelligent. Okay. <laughs> but the point is this. Now, that's only in uh, Western uh, movies. <laughs> you see those kinds of things. In reality, it does happen. So, death is not a Nigerian, I, if you check well. Because I am sure we would have bribed him, settled him, egunjed him, everything. Death does not use cash, obviously. So he shows up, very healthy people will just be there, and they pass away, and you wonder what even happened. Because money does not impress death. But guess what does? According to Ecclesiastes 7.12, wisdom does. You can avoid death with wisdom. And Noah was a classic example. Death was coming on everything that had the breath of life. Everything. But wisdom preserved the life of Noah and his family. Noah had a wisdom Wisdom is exceedingly capable above everything else we can imagine. It is why the scriptures also tell us that in all you're getting, huh? it insists that no matter what you think you're doing, in fact, I like that Ecclesiastes we just read chapter 7, but verse 11 says, Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and by it there is profit to them that see the sun. Is good with an inheritance. Verse 19, that same chapter says, Wisdom strengthens the wise more than ten mighty men who are in the city. It strengthens the wise more than ten mighty men who are in the city. Chapter 8, verse 1. Still Ecclesiastes. Who is as the wise man? And who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face to shine. And the hardness of his face is changed. So even the shape of a man's face is changed due to to the wisdom he has. His face shines because of wisdom. And something that should intrigue you, the same chapter, 8, verse 16, says, When I applied my heart to know wisdom, and to see the business that is done upon the earth. I'll stop there. My interest is in the fact that this person speaking here applied his heart to know wisdom. If you read from the first chapter, you'll hear him say a little more about that. Who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes? Solomon. I beg to know, if Solomon was given wisdom by God, 
and was the wisest man there had been. Why on earth did he apply his heart to know wisdom? Didn't he have wisdom already? You see, that's the nature of this thing. Wisdom is not something you claim I have arrived at. Wisdom speaks of a journey. It is a continuous acquisition. Let me read that for you. First Kings chapter 4 verse 29. Speaking of Solomon. I'm reading from verse 29 of 1 Kings chapter 4. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men than Ethan the Israelite, and Heman, and Kalkol, and Dada, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all nations round about. And he spoke three thousand proverbs, and his songs a thousand and five. And he spoke of trees, from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts, and of fowl, and of creeping things, and of fishes. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. Does that sound like someone who stood out? He did stand out. Now, why would he say he applied his heart to know wisdom? <laughs> Let me show you something from the New Testament. Matthew Chapter 12, verse 42. It says, The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. You've heard about the queen of Sheba, right? And that she came to Solomon. But the passage we just left in First Kings tells you that the kings of the earth sent people. They came to get of the wisdom of Solomon. They came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon. That queen came herself. These people, they said of all people to hear the wisdom from all kings of the earth. So it seems most of the kings sent people. Do you understand? Can you go ask Solomon this? Can you go that? But the queen of Sheba went herself. So the Bible goes into some detail and tells you about her visit. They did not travel by planes those days. Traveling was risky business. Large armies would have to protect. There were bandits everywhere. It was highly risky. Okay? One of the ways you know they were not three wise men is that they would probably have died really fast. They used to travel in large numbers, caravans. You literally would book to be on a caravan. There would be groups of people about to travel. And then you book, okay, when the next caravan, it doesn't, it's not a vehicle per se. It's a, it's a, it's a lineup of, of people, camels or horses, whatever animals, that will cross 
depending on the area too, the deserts and all that, and they would go like that, and you would pay to join on that trip. So that's what was referred to often as a caravan of people. You know, and forget about the wise men. You've heard us say it before, possibly. They were not three wise men. They were wise men. The Bible doesn't tell you they were three. They just gave three kinds of gifts, and that's all. Gold was among them. Ten of them could have given gold. Frankincense was an, a form of, of incense, something, a, a spice, something that was burned. Myrrh was a kind of perfume in the typical solution in which it was presented. So, it just tells you they gave three kinds of gifts. That's like saying they gave gifts of yams, of goats, of money. It doesn't mean three people came, okay? So, a greater than Solomon is here. That's the part I want to add. Matthew twelve forty two. You just don't write again. Some of you, come on, you wrote it already. The first part tells you that the Queen of Sheba came from the uttermost parts of the earth. Jesus was speaking to hear the wisdom of Solomon. What did Jesus mean? And then he ends the statement by saying, "But a greater than Solomon is here." What's his point? You guys have made me stand up. What's his point? How did the sentence begin? He says that the queen of the south will rise up in judgment against this generation. Something like this. On the day of judgment. So let's say I um, need someone that is sitting alone to be God. So you be God. <coughs> in jeans. So, <laughs> so God. Or Jesus, the Lord Jesus. And who are these guys? Bethsaida, Chorazin, Capernaum, the cities of Israel, the most religious people in the world, the chosen ones. <laughs> See them here. And it's judgment day. And they present themselves. And the king sits. And the king calls. And they are making their case. We didn't know. We didn't know. He said, against this generation, which generation? The generation that was there when he was living and walking the earth. Why would it be that generation that would have the king, uh, the queen? Now, so, queen of Sheba. Hmm? He's going to call her. Come, I want you to give, sit down, please. He's talking. Everything is in the spirit, just. And he's going to say, come, I want you to give your testimony about what you did. When you heard of something great happening. And she's going to tell a story about how she took a risk, left her kingdom. Don't you know the risk of leaving a kingdom? Again, we don't think that way. You think it's the president Have there not been coups that were carried because someone traveled? Which coup was that? Nigeria. Someone's checked out. Just step. Go on. Mortala, good. It's true. Yes, it's true. Nigeria, you're Nigeria. The man said, make I waka go check something. <laughs> By the time he came back, someone had sat on his seat. Oh. 
Like why? I just as as I was passing, he said, "Come, come, come on to me." So I sat on it, and it's so comfortable I can't stand up. That if I mean they were planes, do you think uh, Gawan walked where he went to? Sharp, sharp trip. So look at like the president has. I know he's back, but my point is, he goes, comes, sharp, sharp. To travel would last months. Sometimes. And no one is even sure if you're still alive. I am trying to let you know that this queen's testimony would condemn these people. Like that. The Bible does not say she came from next door. The Bible says she came from the uttermost parts of the earth. She lived far away. She lived... Jesus said the uttermost parts of the earth. That's how he referred to where she came from. She heard of a wisdom. She was impressed by it. She set things in place in her kingdom. Took the risk. A woman. And traveled. To go and see ends of the earth. Okay. To go and ask Solomon. I want to watch you. I want to hear. And asked him questions. And asked. And was blown away and went, wow. She's going to be a star witness on the day of judgment. Why did Jesus say this? He was not saying it behind them. He was saying it in front of them. He was here once upon a time on earth. He was around them. They saw him. They came from Martin. They came from headquarters to question him. Do you know what they came from headquarters to ask about? We've discussed it. Uh, why is it that you people below the others, you don't wash your hands before eating? Hi, imagine, just picture the embarrassment. This woman traveled from Timbuktu. I know they say it's Ethiopia, but I prefer Timbuktu. It sounds far. Timbuktu <laughs> took a risk. These people, they asked him questions that are not in the Bible. Why do you people, I didn't see, do you know how the Jews used to wash their hands? You think it means washing hands, dirty hands to eat? No. Have you seen the Muslims? That ritual washing, that's prayer washing. Something that is not even in the scripture. Is in no law. That's what the people came from headquarter office to come and watch. Are you people doing how we do? Following the traditions of this our then they, 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 they will sit in front, but they are facing, they don't smile much. Any normal pastor on that day is in trouble. See, well, see behavior now, you find your pastor being very different. <clears throat> we are honored to have the presence of our... Jesus didn't have time for all that kind of thing. He just said, you guys, you're finished. Just wait till judgment day. You, you go. I came from heaven to earth. The only questions you could ask me about, all sorts of things, traditions, things I have never spoken about, I don't care about. Instead of sitting at my feet and asking questions, please, how was the earth made? Where are we going? What will happen? Uh, Can you explain? He said a greater than Solomon is here. He was still alive when he was saying it. He was telling them, he was prophesying their future. You guys are in trouble. People travel for a lesser wisdom, a small wisdom, wisdom that is not heavy, 
wisdom that is about plants and hyssop and and what? We read it together. Animals, fishes. You guys pay money for your own. Chemistry, biology, physics. Name it now. These things you people waste on. How much is your school fees? Yeah? That thing. That's what Solomon was doing. He was. And Jesus is like. Eh. He collected proverbs, sayings. He wrote songs. So he did music. He Name it. Literature. He was. He studied it. He, he went out of his way. He created anthologies, gathered them, composed, rewrote them, rephrased. Oh, he was in everything. Those are the kinds of things they came to ask Solomon questions about from all the kings of the earth. And Jesus is like, <laughs> for nothing, people paid high prices. I have something that is not from this realm. The Bible does say, call to me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Things not in this realm. You want to know about earthly plants. I can tell you about heavenly plants. You want to know about fishes. I can tell you about planets. You want to, whatever it is you want to know, I could tell you of a dimension of things you have never even heard about. That was an offer by Christ Jesus to these so-called learned idiots. Why don't you attend my school? The people left there ah, and went and planned how to kill him. Let's just delete him. Since he thinks he's higher than us, let's send him up. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but the prophecy is true. On Judgment Day, you know it has not come yet, you know, all this wrong impression about judgment, he merely die. Wrong, 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 wrong. Judgment is coming. It's coming. It's not yet here. At the end of the millennium is the day of judgment. Those guys will be woken up. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Line up! And all of them will like, <laughs> that's the queen of Sheba. Remember, remember. We are in trouble. That's the girl of Sheba. In the dock. We are finished. She's about to testify against us. Do you see? Is that not that Jesus of waiting in himself? Is that him? I can't see his face. He's shining. It's him. It was him. It depends on where they are from. There will be Yorubas then. Finished. Because you are about to. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? You should have asked me. I would have answered you. I would have told you things. You couldn't possibly know. I told you I was wiser than Solomon. But you were not interested in knowing. You were interested in living. Now, you have, you're about to lose your life. Because if you had come to me, I would have given you a wisdom that preserves life. Not just on earth. But above it. Wisdom preserves the life of those who have it. Money does not. In fact, one of those times, Jesus was talking to the same people, and he said they were covetous, especially the Pharisees. Even though in this place he was talking to the whole generation, but the Pharisees were very covetous. And when he told them that they liked money, the Bible says they scoffed at him. That's like, <laughs> like they couldn't conceive. Who, who, who don't like money? 
and to show you how powerfully they had taught that lie. Have you read it when he was talking to his own disciples, his apostles about money? No one has read it. What did they say? They say, who then can be saved? You haven't read it. We should read it. We, why, 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 why are we reading things like this? Oh yeah, we are open. <laughs> Matthew chapter 19. God knows I don't want to be here. So let's see if we can visit and run away. Verse, I'm reading from verse 21. Jesus said unto him, If you will be perfect. I told you what does the word perfect mean? Mature. Teleos in the Greek. It means mature. It doesn't mean what you think perfect means. In the normal way it's used. The old English here. If you would be perfect. This is the fellow that said, I have kept all the commandments. Jesus looked at him because he said, what do I still lack? If you want to be complete, go and sell what you have and give to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. See, there is a problem with the wisdom from above. He does things like this. It's not like the wisdom. I hope you know Solomon was the most loaded guy too. Huh? Earthly, the lesser wisdom likes that. It loves to use its wisdom to acquire wealth. Because it can. There's a wisdom that is higher than that. The Bible says Solomon searched out wisdom. He didn't find it fully. He couldn't. It couldn't. It wasn't yet time for that level of wisdom. His father had a little of it. He tried, but mm-hmm. what's the beginning of wisdom? But what's the end of wisdom? The love of God. Love is is higher than fear. And Jesus is the epitome of love. What he did. God so loved the world, he gave. Love was personified in what Jesus did in his coming, in his being, though he were rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. No greater love hath a man than this, than a man to lay down his life for his friends. That is the nature. That is how the higher wisdom works. The higher wisdom is not engrossed with the present. It goes beyond. Okay, fine. Let me finish this reading. He had great possessions. This guy was already keeping all the commandments. He was wise in a Solomonish type of way. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? 
What did Jesus' disciples say when Jesus said it would be hard for a rich man to enter the camp? I have a simple question to ask you. Are you implying that all those disciples were rich? Peter, John, James, all those guys were loaded. Can I help you? Should I help you? They were planning to be. And I can slightly further to this. We'll be scoffed at. You can come to your own conclusions. It will be scoffed at by some people. I will be shocked at the ones that don't scoff. I don't mean here. I'll be shocked. Why would they say, who then can be saved? What does that imply? That in the class of things Jesus has just, there's nobody. Oh, did you do a little math? You know what they call set? You know what they call set? It is very hard for what? To enter the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven. Kingdom. Heaven. It will be very hard. For a class of creature called rich man to enter this. Is that what your Bible says? If I miss it, please feel free. If you're just coming, don't be afraid. You can raise your hand and correct me, okay? Really, I mean it. So, don't be afraid. In class of things, in this larger set called the kingdom of heaven, Jesus, the one you claim to believe in, trust, hope in, at worst, you think he was a good person, is saying that this class of creature will find it very hard to enter this. Is it agreed? Those people in the class of things called disciples, eh? who were standing by, when they heard it, said what? Who? Who can, what's the definition of being saved? Entering the kingdom, yes? Agreed? You have brains, it's working, yes? If he's saying this, it implies that everyone was hoping to be in which class? Hello? So where are you? You still like Jesus? Are you sure? I would advise you to leave him now and go and make your plans to be rich. Make it well, but you make it at a cost. Believe me. Now, in case you're new, our definition of the kingdom of heaven is not necessarily yours. Okay? We've studied it. Attend the elementary classes. We ta- tell you about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven does not mean, and I do not promise to answer it today. I cannot. We are studying something else. It does not mean the way you think, oh, heaven, the place. If you die, if you were rich, you can't go there. No. That's not what it means. Many people that have are comfortable one way or the other, will be in heaven. You're not disqualified from going to heaven because you were financially abundant. The kingdom of heaven, Romans 14 verse 17, is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That diagram was just there. It was just cleaned off, I realized. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. You start experiencing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Jesus said clearly, He said, do not 
say kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God does not come through observation. Lo there, lo here. For the kingdom of God is amongst, the, the best rendition of that statement, even though it says within you, is it's amongst you, in the midst. Some translations say in the midst of you. Who do you think was in the midst of them while he was saying what he was saying? <laughs> and the Bible says, For Christ has become unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. The Bible says that, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. It tells you that Jesus has become all these things. Therefore, the king of the kingdom is the representative of his kingdom. And he was in the midst of them. And he said, I am going. I will not leave you alone. When I go, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send the Holy Spirit. And he said he was among them, but he would be within them in another expression. In simple words, righteousness, peace, and joy in the, in the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes and lives, he said, stop looking for the kingdom of God as something external that you if we take it and apply to what he just told this fellow you will not have righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit you will not experience the holy spirit as you should to the measure you should if you are rich at the expense but he did not end there so let me finish the reading in case of those that are like oh today i backslide <laughs> the next line says, When his disciples, after they were amazed and said all that, Jesus, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You've heard that verse since you were small. He quoted it for, to point out the possibility of that thing called rich entering that thing. That's Jesus said that. That's how hard it is. It has to be a miracle from heaven for a class, those in the class of rich men, to experience the kingdom fullness of righteousness. Remember, he said, if you would be perfect. Are you remembering? I know there are people that are beating, like feeling really good today, like... <sighs> you can be rich. And enter at a cost. I looked at it and I found out almost the only way it is possible to be rich is by being like Abraham. Not like being... Solomon's wisdom was faulty. I, the, I, if you read the verse or two before the one I read... I began to read in First Kings. It tells you that Solomon had horses. He had chariot cities. He set up this impressive, a king that never fought a war. Set up this military apparatus. 12,000. If you hear how he organized his feeding system for his palace. I mean, the guy had the gift of administration in a dimension that was... The Bible says the queen of Sheba looked at him and her breath was taken away. There was so much precision and order. It, today we say she was blown up. 
water. But she lost. I don't know if she fainted. Possibly. Like, <sighs> soon. Say, what, what happened, madam? She was so impressed. Till today, many of you are like the Queen of Sheba. Extremely impressed by external things. Wow. Had a man of God that went with some other men of God to visit some big man of God. And as he entered, the man of God said, he entered and see table, see, see marble, oh. And the other man of God told him, see, see, that I've been telling you. Come, see, see the power of wealth. And this other man of God, <laughs> okay, about. So this is a proof of, uh, And they are many trying to be like Solomon today. They don't understand that that's a lesser wisdom. I assure you, go and read that chapter we read before. The rich young ruler was very wealthy. And he, when Jesus, it sounds like one, it sounds almost as though Jesus missed it. He said, Master, what must I do that I might enter into life? Jesus said, keep the commandment. The man was so correct. He said, which ones? Jesus, he's like, his mind, I've done all, but I still feel an emptiness. There's still something lacking. Holy Ghost was saying, yes, you qualify. Come on, let's go further. Let's go deeper. You have taken care of level one. Fantastic. Can we go higher? You would be a good candidate. If you read it in the alternative rendition, that was Matthew we read in Luke, I believe. The Bible says Jesus looked at him and loved him. That's like, because when he told him, he counted, thou shalt not kill, you shall honor all that. The man said, I've done all. He was a young man. He said, I've kept all of them. Jesus paused. You know, it seems as if Jesus was not exactly in word of knowledge mood. He was just like an orphan. It's alright. Um, yeah, you want to keep the... The man asked him, what must I do to enter life? Keep the commandment. He qualified. And was about to have done all. Wow. Disciple material. Uh, if you want to touch the roof of this matter, you have to be unencumbered, free yourself. The only thing I can see that will stop you from um, hitting that is throw away everything. Give it all out to the poor. All. That is the only time you will be free sufficiently to follow me. Because as long as you have to be visiting master, sorry, I have to travel tomorrow, you know, my business. See you guys. Don't worry, I'll buy something for all of you. <laughs> oh, something for the boys. Yay, he's back. Yeah. How now, how now? Yes. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Excuse me, one second. I had a call from uh, my other business. It is that breakage that Jesus knew would not allow for him to attain the kind of wisdom that was possible. So he told him. The Bible doesn't tell Jesus. said, come, come, come back. He didn't do any such thing. It's always a choice. And I've just said it. I don't believe that guy, if 
he didn't come later. He may have joined later. It's not every time people... The Bible doesn't tell you everything. Hmm? At all. I hope you know the Bible does not tell you everything. So some of you are thinking, that sounds blasphemous. That is your problem. The Bible doesn't tell you so many things. Tons of stuff. The Bible tells you the absolutely necessary stuff. The Holy Ghost can... And some of it, you will learn it in the world to come. And, sorry, and the ages to come. So much you're not told. It doesn't mean that... Those other things you have nothing to learn from it, but God gave you the basics you need in the Bible. That film may have come and he may have sold everything later and followed Jesus, okay? Don't make any presumptions beyond that. You know, this is the temptation that preachers fall into. You can be preaching and say, and that man gave up everything because of... <laughs> no, he may have come back. If he was so covetous, he would have happily said, no, I don't know what you're saying, you're wrong. He would have argued and walked away. The Bible says he left and he was very sad. That means it weighed on him. And that emptiness he had may have continued. That thing that made him go and talk to Jesus in the first place. So I am very open to thinking he may have gone back. Okay. The kingdom of heaven, the expression of the depth of relationship through, with the Holy Spirit that you can have will be lost if you insist on holding onto physical and material what people call success. True success is found in God. And Jesus was saying, if this madam could be so impressed, she paid such a great price. You, what, will excuse, what excuse will you have, all of us here, what excuse will you have that Jesus has come, he's given us the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, and many of us will set aside that, and go after riches. What excuse will you have? Huh? What are you going to say? That simply was saying, like, you, you've lost case before it begins. You've lost. You are not wise at all. There's a wisdom that transcends the material realm. It's a long life. How long do we live? 100 years? After that, what? So, what's the true wisdom? Before we are done today, I hope to touch briefly. Remember, it is through wisdom a house is built. God looked at David and said, I will build you a house. It doesn't mean he will build him a physical house. He said, it meant I will make you a house. You will be a lineage. And it was fulfilled in Jesus. Because David had a wisdom. You want to build a house, you do it through what? Wisdom. I have just taught a little on what that wisdom. Jesus becomes wisdom to you. Following him totally is true wisdom. I want you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 4. What is it Noah had? What was it Noah had that preserved his life like true wisdom does? I'm hoping we will have space for questions today. We haven't had questions on Wednesday for a while, yes? I said, I'm hoping. I've just 
dropped a chunk of things I intended to say and read and all that. So I think I'll stop at this Deuteronomy for then. I'll let questions take the rest. Verse 4. I'm reading from. But you that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive every one of you this day. Those that clung held to cleave to something to stick to that stuck to the Lord are alive every one of you this day. Why? What is it that preserves life? Sorry, let's backtrack a little. Verse 3. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal pure. For all the men that followed Baal pure, the Lord your God has destroyed them from among you. What did those men not have? They followed Baal pure. And they all destroyed you that clung to God are still alive today. Behold, verse 5, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land where you go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom. And your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great that has God so near unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Verse 9. Only take heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen. Unless they depart from all the days of your life. But teach them to your sons and your sons' sons. Finally, verse 10, I'll stop there. Especially the day that you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. What is the wisdom? This will be your wisdom. What? To hear, study, obey God's statutes and commandment. That is wisdom. And I am here to inform you that it does not change. Solomon could have walked in it. 
You not almost presume from what I said that Solomon didn't have the chance because he was in the Old Testament. Whose mind did he cross? Not true. The question is, I started telling you and stopped. What is God's commandment concerning horses and chariots? Thou shalt not have them. Did you know? You think Solomon started disobeying God only when he married wives? Mm-mm. See, see what happened. See, this is exactly what money does. I haven't told you yet the example. Let me tell you up front, in case so I don't forget. Abraham, you want to be like, you want to be, you want to be in the class of impossible rich men that access the kingdom. You have to be like Abraham. We have looked at it. Often, Abraham had 318 young men trained in his house who could fight with weapons. They grew up in his house. The Bible tells you they grew up in his house. If they were young men and they had just two siblings, they did not use family control, family planning then. Do you think they did? Not much. Then it implies that using a rough estimate, that for each of those young men that grew up in Abraham's house, they had a father and mother. And they had two siblings. Or should we make it one sibling? Take note, they had grown up to the age where they could use weapons and fight. They're still young, 15 years old. Let's just say. They should have some other sibling, yes? Not to say if they had older ones. Three children per home. Okay, some of them were siblings themselves, okay? So let's class. Let's give them one sibling only, just for the sake of not overstating anything. Two people. 318 times two. 636. 636, daddy and mommy. Another 636. Huh? Yes, 636 times two. You have phones. If you can't do it with your head, do it with your... Why, why all of you are looking at me? Is this a Bible verse? 1,272 minimum number of people that comprised the household of the man called Abraham. You still have a picture of Sarah, small Isaac, Hagar, the maid... Ishmael, the boy boy, us four and no more. Is this still in your head? And Abraham was wealthy in cattle, Haba, Shaka, Taylor. If you want to partake in this, so you see. Hey, hold your, hold your mind first. You see that maggot that enters people's brain that does not allow them to see plain things. If the man had a minimum of a thousand plus. Where do you think, how much food do you think they ate in a day? Does that sound like one rich man that there are ten in the house living, being wealthy and Abraham was wealthy? You know, Abraham was like a king. He was like a chief, you would say today. He was a moving village. He was not this single individual that was very wealthy with seven Servants. 
No. He had people, many. He took care of them. He trained them. He cared for them. They were well fed enough to be able to fight battles. And they were willing to fight battles for him. Abraham was not a rich man living in a house bigger than these two warehouses. Doing anyhow. I'm feeling like today I should buy a new, buy a new this. Abraham was this fellow that would sit in front of his house, stand and see strangers and hurry out. Ah, in this desert place, where are you people going? Please come, come and rest. Come and cool your, please come. Strangers, have you not read it? Please sit down. Sarah, come, come, come. He'll kill a small cow. Hurry, hurry. And feed them. Does that sound like a typical rich man? What kind of rich man is that? What kind of rich man is that? They tell him, go and kill your son. Before that, they told him, send away the other son. He did not attach a caravan. He gave him a bottle of water and a loaf of bread. In obedience to God Almighty. Do you know the kind of faith that is a wealthy man like this? And God says, send that guy out. He sends him out with his mother. With a bottle of water. Go read it. And it's not a small bottle like this, okay? Uh, Bottle, skin. Typically, okay? Feel bladder, guts of some animal tied together. Given. Drink. Go. Because God must have told him. He may have wanted to give him a lot of things. But God had told him, no. In other words, in his mind, for all he cared, that child was. People will talk about Abraham gave a powerful sacrifice. It wasn't the first time. God almost never asks you for the biggest things the first time. He asks you for the first level. You can't obey it. I see people planning to do big things for God. How? Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You don't believe in small things. Yes, everything about me is large. We will grow gray. Waiting for you to do anything. Because you will not do. You will not do. Ah, child, wake up and pray. Before you, you, you are breathing, <laughs> they wake you up. Mm, it's not for me. So, this is a personal relationship with God now. <laughs> you enter machine gun snoring. That one. God is watching you. Me, anything. Me, if God asks me, you think God doesn't see that, then you go to church. They said, The Lord showed me. Great flood is coming. Danger for Nigeria. We are going to sow a seed. Darling, if you are married, uh, how much is in that account? Uh, are they paying you next week? Okay, fine. So we can move. So it's uh, uh, 250,000. We, we can give 150 now. Or even 200. Uh, 50 50 for all of us, me, you, the ch- two children. Powerful seed.
You can't wake up and pray. You don't talk to God. Read your Bible for why? What is the pastor's job? In fact, where is that five-minute Bible reader? Bam. Amen. Father God, we ask me if amen. <laughs> You're off. Then you think God, you have just settled the most high. Takam, 200,000. God must go, wow, see money. Which God? Abraham, see, to qualify, to qualify to become the kind of person who is hidden in God in the day of trouble, that whose life will be preserved. I can assure you, yes, I know money may be the thing he asks you for. Yes, I know many people have not overcome that. Yes, it's true, okay? But it's just because uh, it is so common that people that will not obey God in anything else, with their Nigerian mentality, a lot of the money is stolen. Love have actually it's actually in a sense almost the easiest thing to give. Live how you like and then give the money. Live how you like, give money. That is not wisdom from above. Rich people find it hard to access true wisdom because they like to throw money. Money answers all things. How much? How much? How much? There's nobody. I had a teacher, a lecturer, teacher, teacher, secondary school. And he said, just that I don't have any money in my pocket. He said, carry a word of notes, 50,000. Slap your wife. See if she'll be angry. Come on. Hit her. Slap her. And leave it. See if she'll be angry. No anger. Hmm, stupid man. The cash Happy woman. Almost anything you throw money at. No offense. Why? Ah, the thing hit my... No, uh, thank you. No anger. Therefore, God often does not ask for those kinds of things. He didn't go to Abraham and say, Abraham, Abraham. Thou shalt kill many, many. Cattle for me. God is a... Abraham, you don't have Pekin. Send, it, send this one away. Ah, send it away. Listen to the voice of your wife. One of those rare occasions. Why are you guys laughing? All these unmarried people. <laughs> Is it not in the Bible? In the first instance, when the man listened, God said, why did you listen to the voice of your wife? <laughs> in this instance, I said, listen to the voice of your wife. Nami push ahead. Send him away. Ha! Ah, the Bible says, and the thing which she had said, grieved him much. When Sarah said it, it grieved him. And God showed up and supported her. That lets you know it wasn't random. It's not like God was supporting, taking sight. It was his plan. Ishmael was not supposed to be in that house. He wanted to kill Isaac. I know your Bible says mock, but it's believed that he was, when they say he was mocking, he was pulling an arrow at, at him. And the mother's son was like, ah, you know, and all that. And said, hey, send this child away. 
He's going to kill him. If you want to understand Isaac and um, Ishmael, read the book of Galatians. Read the story of Saul and David. The difference between that which is born of the flesh and that which is born of the spirit. Galatians 5. That's Isaac and Ishmael. Both of them are contrary one to the other. Someone would have killed someone. It was replicated again slightly in Esau and Jacob. It's a principle. Whenever there are two, just watch out. So the only way was to send away the bond woman and her son. What happened next? Go and read when he told him to give Isaac. So all intents and purposes, Ishmael may have been dead. You think Abraham was sending out every day? Go and check. Is that Ishmael? Are they alive? Go and search the desert. No. He left empty-handed. And why I think he did not want to send him away? Because when Abraham was going to die, the same thing happened. Later on, Abraham had sons from a woman called Keturah. After Sarah died, the Bible says he gave them gifts and sent them away from his son Isaac. He understood the principle. Isaac must be separated to fulfill purpose. One of the easiest ways to not fulfill purpose, surround yourself. Be, be surrounded. Like to be surrounded. The word holy, sanctification, this is the word. Forget the long sanctification, holy. It's a Greek word with roots. It's Greek word, hagios. It can be hagiasmo, hagios, hagiazo, however they render it. It all comes from the word hagios, which implies to be set apart, to be distinguished, to be kept separate. That's what Isaac was meant to be. You want to fulfill destiny. Always struggle to be amongst others. Always. Just be this everybody person. See what you fulfill. And you can do it at any level. What do you think spoils most servants of God? This thing I just said. I have seen it. You see someone burning, doing God's will. Then he, he starts feeling lonely. He invites number one. Number one says something, ten things, one funny thing. Well, he invites number two. Number two comes, says two funny things. Unscriptural. He says he turns and looks at you. What happens when someone preaches nonsense and turns and looks at you? For approval. <laughs> and David. <laughs> David. Married. Grew great. And added more women. And looks at you. Visiting pastor, sir. What do you do? Do you go and show disapproval? Or you... <laughs> Without, and your members are looking at you. So that's how someone sits there and the enemy says, you see that thing I told you, you can marry another wife. You see Papa smiling, visiting preacher has confirmed it. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter is established. You know, the small demon that hangs here and says that, says, you know, you see, and you go like, <laughs> next day you have left there and started putting things in place. You know, Griot, if any other person said it in that church, 
He would have come, taken the mic, and, but this visiting man of God, and you have heard of him, and he's a big man of God. In fact, he goes by a title. One shape or the other. Who are you? You greet him with two hands. He must have some insight, some revelation. Yes, it might be contrary to scripture, but who are you? You don't know God's dealings with different servants. Who are you to condemn another man's servant? Have I not given you enough scripture? <laughs> you have to invite this thing to come and preach in this church. Have you heard? Ah, that my son. You have invited number three. He says five funny things. Only five sensible ones. The rest, you don't even know. You have never heard. As he says it, contrary scripture is arising in your mind. But when he finishes, he says, power. They fall like this. When you were alone, you had direction. Now you want to combine. Uh, you can't just drink plain cook. You must combine it with Fanta, Sprite, and other things. Do you know the Bible says, Woe to those who sit and mix wine, that they might make their neighbors drunk. <laughs> oh, it's in the Bible. I said, Why not? <laughs> I didn't say it's a sin. I say it's for making your neighbor drunk. People that like concocting everything in this world, be careful. And that is how that guy goes from this guy who is focused on preaching God's will and seeking God to being this one whom, I hope you know when you invite them, they invite you back. Huh? How many billboards do you see with one picture? Come on. Scratch my back. Scratch your back. Scratch my back, I scratch you back. (laughs) There's all this bad scratching. You know the thing, scratch your back, scratch yours. Monkeys. You haven't watched monkeys on Natural Geographic. <laughs> Very amazing. Sister, they will bring out the thing <laughs> and eat it. <laughs> who, who watches nature shows? The disgusting one will go, come on, I'm out to the end. Everything is accepted. That's the problem with scratching backs. You are wondering which kind of revelation they this one time has given you. They preen themselves. They bring out lies. Ticks. Who has watched it before? Nobody here. One person. They bring out all sorts of stuff. Eat it. That's what comes from back scratching. Too much back scratching. You did not come to this world to scratch anyone's back. Scratch your own back. Except you're married. Then you say, mine. A little lower. A little left. That, other than that, scratch your back. Find a rough wall. Take foot. <laughs> you have to endure. <laughs> till your time <laughs> and that's if your, your wife is not quarreling with you <laughs> that bag is scratching <laughs> see the truth of the matter is this God wanted Isaac to be holy separate these guys wanted make sure okay what happened after he sent him away he turned to Abraham and said which man Abraham Take your son. Next line. Your only son. That don't even have any idea that you now send search back. Go and look for Isaac. As I'm traveling, before I come by, I want to see him swimming for this house. Anywhere. Find him. Off he goes to kill this one. No plan B. Nothing. Go and wipe out your successor. Go kill him. 
He didn't tell him do it behind the house. So he didn't tell him do it there. He told him, go on a three-day journey to Mount Moriah. Go and do it. So as you're walking, who has read Things Fall Apart? You can refer Do you know the feeling looking at someone and they kill like the car you go kill? Daddy, what's this? Daddy, what's that, my son? Daddy, what's this? Now kill like they go kill you. Do you know why dangerous sacrifices? This is it. You bring a dangerous sacrifice. Money. Mm-mm. It's when the, it is slow and torturous. You know what is coming. And you keep going. Jesus, in getting ready for his own, sweated blood. Not you standing up casually. You're even feeling as you're leaving. You're feeling. What, what kind of sacrifice? You're bouncing. It's not a sacrifice. You don't know what a sacrifice. You look at an upcoming sacrifice. Dread. Everything shakes. Your heart, it, it will keep you awake. Abraham, very wise guy. He woke up early in the morning. Honey, um, I have something we are going for. We'll be back. Okay, she rolls over. Off they go. Isaac. No consultation, no discussion. Her consultation stopped in the other fellow. This one, he, he didn't even tell her. Did he have energy? Off! Three days after that, he got to a point and said, Stop, you guys, you can't follow me again. Old man, start carrying load. Clean mountain. Every step. I don't know how his feet will be coming. I have no idea. Then he gets there. Then there's the moment of truth where you have to open your mouth and say things. Have you had to deliver a difficult message before? And you're, hmm, 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 hmm. What is the message? You had an AD. Have you suffered before? Have you had to tell someone a bad thing? There's none you can think of that is as bad as telling someone, my son, I'm about to kill you now. Climb. Now that is hard. Every level it was getting harder. 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 You want to be rich? Some way. God looks at average person and says, you can't endure it. Let me not even make you rich like Abraham. Let's not bother. Because what it would take for it to amount to a test for you. Proof of Love, you won't pass. So let me just never make you... Did you understand what I just said? God just looks and says, "Mm, let me just give you enough and a little extra to do good. But to make you as rich as... mm -mm. Because the test, what will amount to a sacrifice? You won't pass. So let me give you small, so you can pass all this small, small, properly. It's very, can you see why it's only with God? Do you understand what it means when it says, God, all things are possible. With men, it is impossible. Do you understand why a man, a man cannot be naturally rich? Because it is, Abraham needed God to do that thing. And he had formed the habit of obeying the smaller. It wasn't small, small. Did he start with sacrificing Ishmael? You don't know his sacrifice. We've just said it. He sacrificed Ishmael before he sacrificed Isaac. But did he start with sacrificing Ishmael? 
What about when he lived in a house? Have you not heard that Abraham's house, the place he lived, which has been excavated, was built with bricks. They were brick houses with indoor plumbing pipes running in the house. You have not heard? Go and check it out. With streets, big streets, well laid out and planned. You think he lived in a bush in tent? No. He was called out of a real city to look for a city whose builder and maker is God. Until he died, he was living in canopies. He left comfort and went out into the wild open and rode around like a nomad. He was not born with a nomad tribe. He was not a roving, moving man. He lived in a real place. He walked, that was a test. He continuously had learned to sacrifice his comfort and different difficult challenges he faced. And when the day come for the big sacrifice, so I'm encouraging you, just this one is for free, form the habit of obeying God in the smaller things. If you can't do the smaller things, Jesus said it this way, he that is not faithful in little will not be faithful in much. He that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. Obey the small things. Obey. Be faithful. Do this. Do that. Carry out this. Carry out that. As you do it, the day will come. You will receive ability to do things and people wonder, ah, how do you do that? And in all of it, you will be qualifying yourself to be a partaker of the kingdom. The kingdom is not just the Holy Spirit in you. It is the thousand year reign of Christ, the millennial reign of which the vast majority of Christians will not partake. That is the kingdom of heaven. That man was asking. The Jews knew it. They believed in a time when David will rule again. Jesus was the personification of that. And they were actually asking, Lord, how can I qualify to be amongst those, the rich young ruler, who will rule and reign in the world to come, when the kingdom comes? And the answer he received was that you need to become a disciple. Disciples follow their master. What did the Bible say about disciples and masters? A disciple is not greater than his master, neither a servant than his Lord. At the very most, he will be like his master. What happens when Jesus is walking around, not loaded, and you come and follow him, and you're this loaded guy that is always loaded? I become master. The question, this is the point. If Jesus was living by faith, disciple has to live by faith. If he was going to follow Jesus up and down. Am I saying everyone was called to be a disciple? No. But those that were wise at that time. Am I saying everyone now is not to have money? No. There are people who will be afflicted with much money. You heard me right. I said afflicted. With much money, we are praying for you. Yes, because without God, with God, it's with God that it will be possible for you to partake. It's guaranteed. You will die and go to heaven. 
are the ones who gave up and followed, will live on earth and restore in the millennium. They will be kings. Then they will be loaded. They will be priests of our God. They will walk the earth really as kings. I don't think they will be modest like that too much. I know they will be simple, but they will be kings, real kings. The Bible does not spiritualize their kingship. They will be real kings. They will rule over cities. Did, who said this, by the way? Who said it? Uh, Jesus said it. He, he wasn't joking. They will be kings. They will be kings. The day will come. Those same people who gave up a lot will be everything. And those who had so much will have nothing. The Bible says. Does the Bible say? Is it Matthew chapter 5? Woe unto you that are... Someone open Luke chapter... Sorry, that's the equivalent of Matthew 5 in Luke. Yes? What verse? Luke chapter 6. We are reading. What are we studying? What are we studying? Which wisdom? The lesser one or the greater one? I'm studying the great wisdom, okay? You can stick with the lesser one if you like. Luke chapter 6, verse 24. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Who has ever heard anyone preach this? Who said this? Who wrote, who said that thing? It must be an evil Bible I'm carrying. Can you read your own? Because you guys don't look happy. You're like, what kind of Bible is that? Let me hear anyone that says something different. Hey. Hey, hey. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. This Bible, we shouldn't read it too much. What do you guys think? But your wisdom is what? What is, our, what is your wisdom? Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6. We read it already. We are on it. Just to refresh your memory. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6 says, Observe them carefully, for this will show wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What did they do? I have taught you, verse 5, decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of. God's decrees and laws obeyed studied diligently and carried out. That is the greater wisdom. And began to mention, go and read the life of Solomon in the book of First Kings. He had chariots. He had horses. His father David, who was a very obedient man. The other person I have read about that operated like him was Joshua. Do you know what God said they should do when they catch horses? hamstring them. Cut the sinews here. Why? So they will no longer be war horses used to gallop and fight. At most you reduce them to plow horses. Horses for using for local things, small things. 
They are not chargers. Domestic horses, yes. Yes, the scripture said in the law, these decrees and laws, that you should render them weakened. Weaken them. Make it to be such as, like simply impossible. Solomon did not obey it. And by the way, read the story of Solomon. He didn't fight a single war. But he kept these things in place. In case. Plan B. Plan C. Do you have your plan B and C? Check your bank account. Come on. But <laughs> if you like, let someone fall dead next to you. No, this morning I'm keeping for a rainy day. Has it not been raining since where you are? What will now happen if I now give that money away? Yes, I know the need is great. Yes, I know I should. I know God has been telling me, yes, but... Plan B and C and D and E. And God is looking at you. Solomon had a habit of disobeying. Do not marry from once in a while in war. You could take a woman. But the basic laws of marriage... You shall not marry them to your sons. Not the nations which I tell you to destroy. He married 700 of them. And added 300 concubines just to... What does the Bible say he married them for? Have you read? Apart from whatever name he wanted to make... He was entering into alliances with different kingdoms so they would not fight him. Abuse of wisdom, earth wisdom. Being nice with everybody, having everyone liking you so that no one will attack you. That's what Solomon was doing. Ah, is our daughter there now? No, we can't fight them. It's our daughter. He was consolidating himself by thinking of... So your father David that fought wars. Hey, listen to me. So this does not mean nothing to you. If you form the habit of trying to avoid all trouble. You don't ever want any trouble. Any sign of trouble, you compromise something. Any opposition, you anticipate wahala before it occurs. And prevent it. In spite of... Of disobeying the words of God. You are getting ready to worship idols. It's just a matter of time. Bible says when Solomon grew old. His wives turned his heart away from God. He went with them to their groves. He built temples. Israel was full. Milcom. Molech. Chemosh. Ashtoreth. Name it. For every wife from all their kingdoms. Man pleasing does that. And you worship at this one. And you worship at this one. And you worship at this one. And you... But when you started, you were trying to... No, 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 don't disturb me. What, what does she want? Okay, guys, go and build. Go and build it for her. Go and build it for her. You know, he was busy studying wisdom. What kind of wisdom, O God, were you studying that ended you up in this kind of situation? You still want to be like Solomon? When a greater than Solomon has come. Let me tell you that which is of the flesh. Born of the flesh is. I'm not saying Sol- Solomon is a picture. Even of apostolic ministry. 
But it doesn't matter who you are or what you are. If you disobey God, you will go deeper and deeper. If someone had told Solomon at the beginning of his reign, Solomon, someday you will be buying down to foreign idols, to demon gods. He would have said, no, 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 no. The Bible says he worshipped the abominations of everything. The Ammonites, name it. Israel was full of this thing. You would think Solomon, doesn't the Bible say gold was as common? What? Silver was as common as stones during the time of Solomon. What was one of the first things? What was the first thing that the inhabitants of Israel told his son, Rehoboam? Do you know the story of the man that said, My father's my waist, my small finger will be thicker than my father's waist? Whose son was that? Oh, Solomon! Uh, why? 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 What was the discussion? What did they go to ask him for? And he gave them that harsh answer. Lesson the waiting. The burden, which burden? Is it not Solomon's reign? Have you not heard messages on how silver was like stones? You have not heard. So people were burdened. People were so burdened that when the man said, I won't lift it, they broke away and said, what do we have to do to the house of David? Israel, oh Israel, to your tents. They separated. It was that violent a separation. Does it sound like Solomon's reign is exactly what it's been made out to have been? They were not happy under Solomon. They were not. They were so unhappy, they sent a delegation. God was so unhappy, he took away ten and gave them two. And said, if not for David that I promised, manages two. And took away ten tribes and handed over to Solomon. That was the result of the end of Solomon's reign. You still want to be wise like Solomon? You dare not. If you are wise, you will not be like Solomon. If you are wise, you will seek the wisdom which is from James chapter 3. Above. It is first of all pure. Then peaceable. Then gentle. Then easily entreated. It is full of mercy. Compassionate. Without partiality. And without hypocrisy. Did Solomon have these things you have just listed? The Bible says the other wisdom earthly, it is sensual, enough wives, and it is devilish, in case that does not impress you. Some translations say demonic. There is a wisdom like that. It's of the earth. We say it in Nigeria, shine your eyes. Oh boy, must be wise oh. That is how you end in trouble. Because you can't ignore decrees and commands of God and be a wise person. If you truly want to be wise, you will obey God. And how will you obey what you do? You will study His decrees and commandments. And you will obey them. Someone is wondering, which decrees and commandments? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. We have taught you here. I won't, I'll avoid, even if you ask, 
I'll only answer it in a very limited way. Keep coming. Someday we will talk more of the law. But we've studied in the past, during some of our retreats. We've talked about the law. The truth about the law. Everywhere, all over the world, people said the law is past. I'm telling you, it's a lie. Because Jesus clearly said, I did not come to do away with the law. Who gave anyone the right? He said heaven and earth will pass away. Before a, 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 a period. No, title is too big. You don't understand it. A jot. A jot. Is removed from the law. Jesus said so. Who gives us the right? After he finished saying it. To come and throw it away. In spite of his saying. I did not come to throw it away. The law is enforced. So it is enforced now. It will be enforced hereafter. The real question you should ask is which law? Romans 8. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It is different from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is derived from the law. It is the true meaning of the law. It is the true interpretation of the law. That which is born of the spirit is the law of the Spirit is when the Spirit teaches you the law. What comes out of the law is spirit, is spiritual. But when the flesh teaches you the law, it results in death. The spiritual meaning of the law, Romans 7 tells you, he says the law is spiritual and also tells you the law is good. And people mix up the law of sacrifices with the general concept of the law of God, which he wants to be written on your heart, which the Spirit was given to teach you. So the Holy Spirit was to teach us all things and bring to remembrance whatsoever he had said. He had said it on the mountain. He had said it, the Ten Commandments. He had said the nearly 630 or so different laws. He had said it. The Holy Spirit was to bring it to our remembrance and tell you what it really meant. The common example I give, because you can easily prove it, is in Second Corinthians chapters 8 and chapter 9, where he was talking about money, giving, the whole matter of giving in the church. I have heard people quote it. They only quote it as so sparingly or rip sparingly. They don't read all the other parts, because if they do, people will be free. You go read it. So you'll be free. And that passage tells you that when the Bible says that you should not cover the mouth of the ox that tramples, threshes the corn, he said, do you think God was talking about oxen? No. That he was talking about those who labor in the house of God for God. That they should eat from the work that they do in the temple. In other words, when God said in the time of Moses, ox, ox did not mean ox. Ox meant worker, hard worker. Why do you think it is said in another part of the New Testament? The elders that labor amongst you are worthy of double honor. Those days I used to wonder, did it mean that when you greet them, you should greet them? Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. 
like some of you seem to believe. I won't call names. They'll call you, say, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Double, 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 double. Don't give me that kind of honor, please. That's not what it means. Jesus interpreted the fifth commandment in Matthew 15. He said, the law says, does God not command, honor your father and mother, but you take the money you should have given them to give and say, I gave it in church. That's the paraphrase. Go and read it for yourself. How therefore did Jesus interpret, honor your father and mother? Give your father and mother money. When you come to the place where you're supposed to support them, or work in your earning, they need. Meet their needs steadily. That's the honor, therefore, was not just good morning. That's when you don't have any money. When you have money, it's not good morning. It is daddy, some for you. And you drop all the things required for the month, if you're the only one. Steadily, normal. That's Jesus' definition. So when he says the elders that labor amongst you, especially those that labor in what? In word and teaching. Depending on the translation, he says the word and doctrine. He says they are worthy of double honor. Is this in your scripture? Yes, it is. Go find it. What did he mean? He meant that if you're giving the other people ministering amongst you 50,000 a month out of whatever is happening, he said, give that one how much? 100. The question would be, why? More time. Because it takes more time when you labor in the Word. It takes more time. That means that laborer, that ox, spends more time threshing. Threshing. It takes a longer time for it to thresh out. And in the process of threshing and threshing, it's permitted to eat double. You understand? Or likely after he finished threshing and was eating, then when he went back to his stall to sleep, you fed it again. That ox, so simply, according to scripture, the ox was not an animal. It was a picture of a person. And he's full of this. I was talking with some people, I can't remember where, and we got talking and the person mentioned something, okay, I think I remember, about the clothing of women. You know, even though it's something we've talked about in the past, I don't like, just keep coming, you hear it one day. Because it's not about your staying hungry. It's about your obeying him. Seizing from evil activity. Stopping disobedience. That's what turns... When Abraham looked at Sodom and Gomorrah, he did not say, Lord, if you have ten people praying and fasting, what did he say? He said, if you have ten righteous people. There were not ten righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. We, we read things. We didn't read all. We didn't share all. But how God looked, how, you know, there was in a revelation of, of, a de, of demon spirits petitioning against our nation. And it being granted by heaven against us. Not us as a congregation. That there's so much evil. And we talked about the season we've entered, Revelation 12. The dragon, so many people have seen it. So many people that you know, so much, we've entered a completely new day. This is not the day. So, why we have those social media platforms up and running? Now, 
is only in obedience to God. It is a way of building an ark that others can come into safety. It is wisdom to obey God. And as we obey and do what he says, people will read it, kneel down by their beds in their room, and repent. And God said, the more people that repent, the more mercy a nation will receive. The more people that repent about their greed, their compromination, let me eat a little from darkness. Let me eat a little from light. Let me try and just walk a sit on the fence. Have you not heard that the fence belongs to the enemy? You didn't read the story. You didn't read the news. Those people that sit on the fence. You didn't hear that the fence belongs to the enemy side. If you are sitting on the fence, you are on the enemy side. The fence is his own. If you have to make a clear choice. You have to jump on one. If you want to be on God's side, you can't be on the fence. You have to be on a side. Or when the flood comes, it will sweep you away. And you were warned. So God's lighthouse is obeying God. And we are going to shine out whatever light God has given us. In the process, we hope to answer many questions that people have. That have made people, some people say, I won't follow this God. You know, questions that it seems nobody tackles. All the little wisdom God has given us. We will take it and make it clear. Yes, many people will not be happy with many of the things you say. Because it will go contrary to the normal thing. But all of it will be rooted in scripture. So anyone that has an issue with it will have to show us from scripture that it is not so. And we will bow to superior wisdom. But if you come with a tradition of men from headquarters. And come and start saying funny things. If you tell people the truth like that, don't you know people will become drunkards? Go and become a drunkard. The Bible does not say thou shalt never touch wine. It's a lie. Don't say it. Don't tell it. I've known this for nearly 20 years and I do not habitually drink. I've never gotten drunk. I've never come near to getting drunk. I don't know what it means to be drunk. Must you tell someone a lie before he does? When people hear the truth and choose to go and do evil, whose problem is it? It's their problem. Was not lie. I've heard people try to excuse telling lies. No, if you say it like that, people will now go and they lie. I've seen so many times when you tell people the truth, it frees them. Jesus says you will know the truth, he will make you free. You're free to make a choice. Lies bind people. Don't tell. And there are so many. I was talking about that trouser thing. So as I spoke to the young man, the young man said, well, what about trousers? I told him, have you jumped down two or three verses? He jumped down. I said, read it. He says, if you plant two kinds of things on your, in your vineyard, vegetable and melon, whatever it is you say will happen, that one will happen, this one. Who is not guilty? Is it your grandmother? Is it your mother? All guilty, all. How could God be condemning people for mixing plants? How, how could he? He was not talking of plants at all. That's not the spiritual meaning. Are you understanding how the law works? You need the spirit of God. And then you need diligent study. And you need a spirit of wisdom. Then, do you know what else you need? Some people try to use head and this thing. It doesn't work. Do you know the major component that is missing? That does not allow people to work in revelation understanding? Obedience to God. 
People think that you can use your head and intelligence and arrive at the answer to everything. It's a lie. Literally, things are given. God looks at you, you will be, and gives you what the Bible calls the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He literally has to open, like, you know how when you play those games and you win something, it does, wing, wing, that is bright light, and you won. Talk now, I've never played Candy Crush, I, I know you win things. Things do wing, wing, like that, yes? Uh-huh. You won, nothing in your account, you won, you won what? <laughs> you won. If that thing, when they say you won, you just hear, beep, 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 beep. look at your phone, 2,000 has entered your account, you would have made sense. God could not possibly have been talking about plants. Every time God said something, he was saying something that had spiritual meaning. Long-term kingdom, millennial reign related and further. Every time he was speaking about his spiritual body. It is wisdom to obey God. You get these free treasures. They are not free. You get these treasures as a gift from God. You habitually obey him. The one you understand, you walk in it, you obey. It's not, most times you don't enjoy doing it, but you do it. Or sometimes, I don't want to say most times. A lot of the times you may not enjoy I don't mean more of the time, but sometimes you don't enjoy it, but you do it. And he says, I'm going to give you a revelation. It may not even come directly, it may come indirectly. He makes you walk past and someone says, hmm, will you want to read? And it's a book. And your eyes explode. Your understanding. And you, wow. And you've received a key. A treasure of the spirit. These are the ways. People, you can, it is why I have come across people exceedingly intelligent. And totally confused. You listen to them. Your heart goes out. You're like, oh dear, poor chap. You feel like going British. <laughs> You know this one, this one will. No, 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 no. Because they are not obeying the rich young ruler. Follow me. Follow. Follow. Walk like this after me. As I move, move. All these distance learning programs, they, don't, they are not very good. They are not too, too good. Are distance learning. <laughs> here, Sokoto. No. Stick close. Did you hear? He said, all of you who clung, stuck to me. The wisdom of God, the real doing of the decrees and commandments of God involve close contact. Don't make me read it again. Did you see it when we read Deuteronomy 4? Did you see it said, all of those who stuck close to me? That implies that those that were destroyed did what? They created a distance between themselves and God. What makes people sin is distance between them and God. Every time I know that I've stumbled, every time I see people fall and break their noses and blind themselves, they distance themselves from God. It is the key to disaster. I've given you, you want disaster, write it down. Keep a gap between you and God. Just watch what will happen. How many of you have experienced it already? In a major way. 
Broken bones are there to prove it. Broken spiritual bones. Don't keep a gap between you and God. It's not wisdom. It's the opposite of wisdom. Jesus was telling the young, rich young ruler, but not wise. Rich but not wise young ruler. Come and stick close. You want more than you have. The answer is by sticking close to me. For a wiser, a greater than Solomon is here. Stick close. And do you know what will happen after this age and season? You will continue close. When he skips his throne, he says, You guys that left everything and followed me, Matthew 19, when I set up my throne, you will sit with me on 12 thrones. You will keep sticking close. This is your wisdom. Are you understanding what wisdom is now? Stick close to the Lord Jesus. And you will be a wise person. Wherever he goes, you will go. He will enter into joy. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my father. Where did you hear something like that? Hebrews 12. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand for the joy so when he was telling them enter into the joy he was talking to people whom he said if you will be faithful occupying till I come sticking close to me obeying what I say when you see that what he says seems impossible you ask him according to James chapter 1 verse 5 If any man lack wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men. Lack wisdom. Wisdom to do what? Verse 2, 3, 4. What do they say? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials and temptations. Knowing that the trial of your faith is working out perseverance. And let perseverance have its Perfect, tellous, mature work in you that you may not lack anything. Same thing he told the rich young ruler. But if you lack the wisdom when you face it, like how? How can I endure this trial? Ask me and I will give you. But when you ask, don't doubt. For the one that doubts is like the wave of the sea tossed to and fro. Don't think that such a man will receive anything from me. What is the thing he wanted? I know someone must have reduced it to money. What is the thing he wanted? He wanted wisdom. He will not receive wisdom. Why? Because he's a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. How do you qualify to be double-minded? You ask God, help me, how do I endure this trial? The next thing you tell yourself, I will not go through any trial. You are a double-minded man. How will you get wisdom to overcome a trial you are not ready to go through? Lord, are you saying I should go through this now? Lord, I am following you. Now trouble is coming from the left and right. Instead of saying, God, help me to endure it. You go, Lord, I don't want to go through this. I reject it, I reject it. What do you need wisdom for? The wisdom is for going through trials. You have rejected wisdom by being double-minded. You have turned back. I will not go down this path. There's trouble on this path. You have turned back. 
Wisdom is available for those going. He gives to them liberally and does not rebuke. Once your heart says, God, whatever it takes, I will do what you say, even though it is scary, God will give you the wisdom to handle it. Once your heart says, I will turn back, I can't go through this pain like Lot's wife. You will not get what you are looking for. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Ha. Alright, I promise to answer a few questions before we pray. Any question? About anything we said? Ask. Raise your hand if you have. Let me see. One, two, three. That all, I will not allow you use someone's question as a trampoline. Four. Scratching face. Okay. She was first. Um, I wanted to add this thing I, that has troubled me. So, is there any difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Because I hear people say there is a difference. And I've tried getting to know about it, but... Did I say there's a difference? Who heard me say it? <laughs> I think it's only you that heard it. No, not you. Oh, someone. Yes, okay, like I've been hearing. I don't... Uh, so, the simple answer, someone asked me this a short time ago. I, I gave them... So, I like this. Uh, this is how I like living life. So, go read the book of Matthew and look up all the times it says kingdom of heaven. And go read the book of Luke and see all the times it says kingdom of God. Or have you done it already? Oh, you haven't? <laughs> okay. So go to it. But for the rest of you that are too lazy, you will find the words used alternatively. You will find, say, or oh, the kingdom of heaven is like, and in Luke, most times I think it's Luke. I, I, I don't think I'm missing it up here. You say, for the kingdom of God is like, and you tell the same story. So that difference I've heard people stress. I don't like it. However, that is if you're looking at the Bible, but if you're talking about it's from a, a sense, an academic sense. Separate almost what the Bible says. Just stand separate from it and say, okay, so let's look at it. What would the kingdom of heaven be? The kingdom of heaven would seem to speak. In fact, let me leave it for the people that like that kind of wahala. Me, I don't like it. In spite of the kinds of things we go into, I don't like trouble. <laughs> I crack your head over everything. God rules over everything, yes? So in a sense, the kingdom of God is everything over which God rules over. Yes? The kingdom of heaven can be considered the realm which God is exercising 
authority over in the present tense. So when Jesus said, I'm being nicer. When Jesus said, When Jesus said, Your will, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He seemed to be making a distinction between earth and heaven. Yes? Huh? Agreed. And he was saying, The way it is there, let it be here. I would think it implies that. There's an area which God is exercising full dominion right now. Is that okay? And you can refer to that as heaven. What does the Bible say? Your will be done as it is in heaven. That means in the kingdom of heaven right now, God's will is being done 100%. Yes? Is it being done 100%? Yeah? I mean, your father didn't give you enough money. Imagine. Oh, he did. All of you that kept your face straight, I'm watching you. Who is taking the offerings? Some of you are like, it's true, God's will is not being done on this earth. Ask my papa for 50,000, give me 40. <laughs> the kingdom of the earth at this time is not walking in full obedience. It is full of disobedient people, hard-hearted Jesus. Stubborn fellows, girls and boys, not doing God's will. Oh boy, Balena, for what? For what? I'll think about it later. It is not so. Even the animals here are in disobedience. Has a mosquito beaten you recently? Do you sincerely think that's God's will? Were you feeling, hmm, glory to God, this must be God's will? Is that how you thought? Tiny things disobedient. You just say, hey, what's that? One small ant, very small. Have you seen those very small ones? They'll bite you with all their heart. You're like, what did I do to you? <laughs> that is creation rebelling. There's no way God expected that guy to be biting people. Of a cockroach took me while you're sleeping. Ah. The whole of creation is groaning, the Bible says. So, sister, you can therefore distinguish the king, but whether you like it or not, the earth is under the kingdom of God. Do you agree? The rulership, the overarching rulership of God, earth is in it, yes? The earth is the Lord and those small ants included. And mosquitoes. Malaria creatures. Alright. Is that okay? You can manage that. Find the person that started the trouble. Ask him. <laughs> okay, sir. Please, I want you to explain Hebrews 9.27. Because he said something about... I didn't hear you. I... So Jesus, the next verse, verse 30, as it is appointed, let me say the way it should have been written, as it is appointed once for the high priest to ceremonially, representatively die on behalf of the nation, 
by going in and offering a blood sacrifice in the Holy of Holies. And after that, to come out and give the judgment of God on the nation for the year that God has forgiven them. So also, verse 30, <laughs> I've, just, I've just compressed all. Christ came once to die. And he will return again with an offering, this time not for sin, but to come and declare judgment. Do you understand what I just said? Those that were around, you've heard, that's the summary. You may still not understand it till you go and read the whole chapter, okay? But you understand small. Uh-huh. But people take that and say, once a man dies, his judgment. Use your common sense. Have you not heard of how many people have died and came back? Talk to me. Have people come back? Enough. In whose village have they not come back? Dead people. They've come back. But I thought it's once. Once to die. Lazarus, let's not talk about your village. Lazarus, did he die once? Or is he still alive? Is Lazarus still alive? What happened to him? He was uh, caught up. He died again. That means he did not die the first time. The Bible is lying. Did he die? But it's appointed unto man once to die. You see, these are the things. Years ago, when God began to teach me, 97, 98, said by showing me that I should not avoid things in Scripture. When you see something, it looks contrary to everything else. Don't run. Stop and wait. Humble yourself. Ask. Add to all that perseverance. He will answer you. The average person comes. See, explain it. Explain it. I don't understand. It means it's a lie. You walk away. Who is stupid? God or you? Why is it when you enter year one, you should have told the lecturer, if you cannot download into me all the information I need from now to year five, I'll walk out from this school. Who do, does anyone behave like that? So why do you do it with God? Lecturer, I don't understand what you're saying. Because of that, uh, I won't be a Christian. Leave me. Who is stupid? Carry your small brain. You got to stand to the Almighty whose ways are past finding out. Explain yourself now. You're lucky I'm not God. <laughs> it doesn't amuse you people. It amuses me to an end. Can you picture a, a, an ant? Where's the space for a brain inside it? You come to me. Before I count three, tell me all you know. Who are you talking to? A being that has been forever. How old are you? I have been on this earth for 67 years. Well done, thou ant. Explain yourself now. Where will we put the explanation? Where? Your brain will blow. Where will we put it? The Most High, maker of heaven and earth, when he wanted to make earth, he said, <coughs> let there be light. <laughs> Stop, happen. Um, um, let the, how did it even happen? 
your scientists conclude Big Bang. I don't argue again about that one. Yes, Big Bang. Someone said something for there to be a Big Bang. Don't quarrel with Big Bang. Let them keep their bang. In, in fact, let them keep the big too. Okay? Are you with me? Let them keep the bang. Just tell them, yes, I agree. But somebody spoke. Someone said, <laughs> let there be. And there was. And he looked at it and it was good. And he added, the next day, he would talk. Let, let the earth bring forth animals. See things now. Every kind. And you look at it. And it was good. And he kept doing that. Before then, what was he doing? He did not exist. I've told you. And I'm not apologizing. In fact, let me quote someone. Who is it they said said it? Is it Selman? Is Selman that said it, Abby? Take note of who I said said it. I heard Selman. What's his first name? Joshua Selman. Not Johnson Suleiman. Joshua Selman say that there are other planets with other beings. He said it, Abby. Take note of who said it. Did you hear when I said who said it? Don't call my name. He said, Amam. What do you think God was doing before you? Was just there. <sighs> Boring. <laughs> Aha! I'll make mad. <laughs> you think you're the first thing God Almighty did. Stupid human beings. Sorry. The human beings are funny. Even when you're a small child, my little daughter can, 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 can carry something and put on something. You think the Most High God was, was twiddling his thumbs in his almightiness. See, let me tell you, if you want to understand God and his power, stop looking far. Look in. Go, go online. I've never done it, but I've seen a few things. Go and look at anything magnified to 400. I mean your hair. Who has seen a strand of hair on a magnifying glass? Have you seen it? I mean pictures of it. Come on. Oh, don't do this. Anyone, you've seen a, a strand of hair with magnification. You think you know anything? Have you, who has heard of a quack? Have you heard what they call a quack? Have you heard there are things smaller than atoms? Has anyone heard of quantum physics, please? You've heard the expression. Those things I'm saying is from quantum physics. Have you heard that you can take a part of something here, twist it here, and its counterpart will be twisting in Somalia? How? You think, were you not taught in physics in secondary school or before then that the atom is the smallest component of anything? You have not found out yet that it's wrong. They have known for ages that it's wrong. So where do things start? What is knowledge? God. Oh yeah, declare yourself. If you can't explain yourself before I can't three, that's before you die. Even if you live for 900 years, you wouldn't have scraped out and discovered his fingernail, what it means. What are your chances with such a God? Let me teach you wisdom. What do I expect of thee, O man? 
What? What does the Bible say? What is expected of you, O man? Three things. It ends with walk humbly with your God. Do justice. Love mercy. Be very quick to be merciful with people. And with God, walk humbly. I'm teaching you wisdom. This is the Bible. If I don't understand, it's not real. Why did I start saying this? His question. What happens when the Bible says it is given unto man once to die? Some people have died more than once and come back again. More than once. Therefore, that scripture could not have meant the way we put it. Should I annoy you very small? I have not looked for trouble for a long time. So, small. John chapter 3. Some of you have heard me say before. Verse 16. For God so loved the world. That's not what he says. John chapter 3 verse 16. The most common verse in the world. Does not make any meaning without John chapter 3 verse 15. For as Moses lifted up. The serpent in the wilderness. So the Son of Man will be lifted. For in the same way, not for God so loved, eh, explain English. In the same way, God loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. For God so, for God thus, for God in a similar way. Plain English. It has not entered. See roadblock now in front of your brains. Very big. That place we say, for God so loved the world, is not saying that. It's saying, for God in the same way as Moses, as the serpent was given, the serpent, that if you look at it, you'll be saved. In the same way, he loved the world by giving his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish. They have a lasting life. It wasn't for God so loved. God so loved. No. Has it entered better now? It has not still entered some people. You need to call fire service to go and move the Lord out of here. I can't do anything about it anyway. Alright. Tochi. Oh, sorry. Diana. He said that we should try not to avoid trouble. Avoid confronting people. If I did? Yes, let me read. We're just looking for trouble. No, no, no. Don't How? Know. With regards to Big Bang? No, in regards to um, Solomon accepting every okay. woman. And what do you say I said? Eh? Don't try to be a people pleaser. Okay, yes. Don't yes, run away from facing issues. Yes. yes, that Luke chapter 6 says, Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. For thus they did to the false prophet. Go on. So how do we determine which situation needs us to be people pleasers in the way and to be direct? Alright. So Paul, the apostle, said, Seek 
not to please myself. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 30, 31. Fine read, fine read. I don't seek to please myself. Someone else, Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 10.30 31, what is it? 31. 33, okay. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, many, that they may be saved. Just as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many. What does that mean? You will need to read verse 31 to understand it. Let me just tell you what he says. Go read it. He said, If because of my eating meat, I'm proving that I have revelation. Chapter 8. You know, to read the Bible, I've told you, this is why you cannot be reading verses up and down. You have to read the book. Read. For you to understand what he's saying in chapter 10, verse 33, you have to read chapter 8, verse 2. What does chapter 8, verse 2 say? Anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Verse 9, but if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Chapter 8, verse 2. Okay, verse 1. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but loves, love a device. Love builds up. Knowledge puffs up. Who does it puff up? Puff up. The person that has it, yes? But love does what? It builds up who? Do you remember chapter 12? That when you come together, do you remember chapter 14 verse 26? That you should do the things that build up one another. Are you seeing how the whole book is connected? You don't build up yourself. You build up others. What makes you build up others is what? Love. What builds you up but sometimes puffs you up in a bad way? Knowledge. And the next verse now says, the person that thinks he knows... Let him know that he does not yet know everything how he should know. In simple words, the one that has knowledge, let him know he has not arrived. Do you know more? Let's go all the way back to Solomon and Jesus. Remember the higher wisdom? Remember the lower wisdom? The lower wisdom knows. Do you know what I know? Have you been where I've been? Have you heard what I've heard? I am the bomb. Sing with me. <laughs> That is, that is the lower. The love builds other people. It doesn't come to like a puffish. It comes to build up. Where are they missing spots in you? Ah, a brick has fallen out here and this. Can I help you replace this? It uses its knowledge to heal you, to help you, to restore you. Paul said, I refuse to go around pleasing myself. Try, I'm trying not to get too specific, but if we are to apply that today, 
that would be me coming here for the meeting. Or I'm invited somewhere. And I handle this meeting in a way that it ends up for my own good. My focus as I'm handling the meeting is it will end in my own good. What's a pure example? I won't keep you beyond one hour and I'll say very many things that will make you very happy. Yes? I will pour blessings on your head. You won't have space to contain it. Even if you're the worst sinner in the world, enough blessing. Ah, you're loaded. If I want to build you up, I look. And after three hours, see gaps. We have filled seven. There's still six more. And I am desperate to fill it up. The service ends. I say, please wait and see me. And we take you aside and pray for you again. And the human being is tired. But you're not existing to please yourself. Is that what we just read? Seeking to please all men, not my own profit? Is that there? And maybe if you don't have, tra- have transport, the person gives you. How are you doing? How are you going? Not, well, I've heard you drop a seed. Well, it's just training, training. Existing to please yourself. Now, Galatians verse, chapter 1, verse 10. I told someone to pay. Anyone did? You can't read without a mic. Let's play it. Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, be a servant of Christ. How does that sound? Does it sound as if Paul is contradicting himself? If I try to please people, I'll not be a servant of Christ. But what kind of pleasing do you think he's talking about? Is it the same type? It cannot be. How will you be sure? You have to read the book of Galatians. It's only six chapters. Don't worry, it's not big. This is how it works. People have used that verse and said Paul was talking nonsense. Yes. But it's so easy to understand. He's now talking about if I have to tell you the truth to help you and build you. Am I existing to please you? I am a servant of God. What did he say in the other part? That he wants to give profit to many. Not one. So what happens if you, one person, because of your actions, are causing many to stumble? Will I fear you and seek to please you at the expense of all these ones? What should I do according to what we've just read? I will challenge you. Did it ever happen? Did Paul do it? Do you remember the fellow I mentioned last week? Elimas, the sorcerer, also known as Bar Jesus. And he's here trying to talk to the procurator also, Sergius Paulus. And this man stands there and says, leave these people. They are talking nonsense. Paul, fool of the Holy Spirit, turns on him and says, thou child of the devil, you will be blind. Does that sound like someone that is trying to please people? I said, no, listen, listen, I'm not, I know you're a man of God like me. And, uh, you know, we, both of us are in ministry. Oh, you don't know that guy was in ministry? What was he doing there? That guy was in ministry. Paul saw this guy is of the devil. 
and said, let me show you your true state. He turned him blind. The other guy called Simon the sorcerer was similar. Before Peter and John got there, what was he known as? The mighty power of God. Have you not read the book of Acts? He was called the mighty power of God. Some of you, this is your assignment I'm describing. Oh. Get ready, oh. get ready. Because you will be talking and someone will stand up and say something. And you, they will hold his hand out. You don't, you don't want to say amen. Say, don't say, your problem. Some of you, this is your life. Not theory. I'm prophesying now. I'm informing you in love. You will be speaking. Someone will stand and say, well, <coughs> uh, brethren, I know our young sister here is excited. The Holy Ghost will fill you. You will turn like this. You will be dumb till you sp- start speaking the truth. He will stand and go, <coughs> immediately. It will happen at once. The whole house there will repent. Oh, there's no way they will not repent. Before then, that guy would have been known as the biggest man of God in our town. Till you came. Do you know where you are? Do you know when we are? I, I like that sentence. Someone write it for me. Remind me. Do you know when we are? Who was here last week? It is the father's time. You haven't seen anything. You're busy still thinking I'm a child. Jeremiah said, I am a child and spoke. God, he went to him. The man spoke, countered him in public. And Jeremiah said, Amen. That's a very nice word. God told me 70 years. This older man, God said two years. Jeremiah said, who read it? The man countered Jeremiah's prophecy. Jeremiah was wearing his iron yoke, saying, God said I should wear this wooden, sorry, wooden yoke on my neck. To show you as a sign. The guy has taken time. Bought the yoke. The man removed it. Broke it. God says. Thus says the Lord. So will I break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Jeremiah said. Amen. Who has read this before please? Am I actually. I have told you this thing before. It's in your Bible. He walked home. And lay down. The word of the Lord came to him in his house. Go and tell that man, because you have taught my people rebellion. Number one, I'm going to replace the yoke. It was wood before, now it be iron. Number two, you will die. Did he die? It's in your Bible. Oh, the day has come. Oh, 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 the seasons have changed. All of you coming back from home. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see you. If you think you are living yesterday, you are mistaken. You better get the audios and listen to them. Everything has changed. You are living in the making of history. Me and you. We are here now. You will hear it. Things have changed. People that love to please men. You can't endure the slightest thing. I read it the other day. One of the prophetic words we had. That God said he's going to start. The vision started. I didn't read that part. With a cane. And he said, all those that when I tell them to do something, they don't do it. The season has come. Especially as regards your assignment. They will flog you. You will know what it means to be flogged by the hand of the Almighty God. I pray you survive. Oh, no, no. All that stupidity you were doing, even last week. Just watch. All of you are my witnesses. Do I... uh 
this is a pure example. Do I sound I'm trying to please you now? I wouldn't be a servant of God. Oh, I will please you everywhere I can help you, like now. But to please you by saying words that you were scratching your back and eating your lies is a lie. I will bring it out and say, this is a lie. You have been rolling in dirt. Stop rolling in dirt. And we will kill the lies together. Or I'll give it to you to kill. Now you get up. Kill it. But as long as you're stubborn and you prove, you don't know what time you are in. The seasons have changed. The dragon is released. The devil has come. And this time he's going to be catching people. <gasps> you don't want to be where he is. Why are we discussing wisdom? Because God told us to build an ark. And it's through wisdom that arks or houses are built. And you have learned today that the wisdom of God is to obey God. So what happens when God says, say. And man says, don't write. Just yesterday, someone was telling me how she was a young girl and God told her, say to the big man of God. And she, she said literally, she would tell the Holy Spirit, how do you say about you can fear in English? God forbid you. That she would tell the Holy Spirit, God forbid you. She knows this. You tell her, go and tell him that this is about to happen. She would say, God forbid you. Small girl, young girl in her teens, early or maybe early twenties. What she was told happened. Even after it happened. She said she hasn't told me what she was told to say. He still said, Go and tell. She said she said it again. What happened? Something disastrous, scary was happening. And she said, God help me, forgive me, help me. And then when she came out, she said again, mm-hmm. And then finally she said, God, please send someone else. Please, please, please send someone else. But the disaster occurred. I'll ask her someday what it was God told her. But I told her yesterday. Immediately she said it. I didn't let her finish. I said, God said he's about to start flogging people. Seriously. That he sends an assignment and they disobey. Part of the word we got was that he, that people... He tells to do things and they have been throwing it behind and they don't do it. That the time for being a baby has passed and he has been very lenient. This is not a time to be disobedient to. I beg you, this is a time to have wisdom because the people that were disobedient when Noah was building his ark were carried away by the flood. Don't think, this is not one of those times they beg you. Please, build your life according to God's will now. Please now. It's good. It's a good thing. Mm? Look at it now. It's good. Have I told you that God will give you a lot of money when you build it? Is anyone here that confused? Have I said anything that sounds like that? That you will just build this ark. When your mates are walking, you will be driving. When your mates are driving, you will be flying. Have Have I confused you? I have not confused you. I have not even tried to confuse you. But I do know that the one that has this wisdom will preserve his life. You will remember I said it when you hear bullets doing all around you. And you see people entering the gutter and lying down. And you see some of us walking like this. 
Because there's no bullet with my name on it. None. There's a time for everything, don't you know? There's a time to live and there's a time to die. If the Most High has not said, who are you? That's when you have not heard of people being shot at in the bush. Real story. What was stopping the bullets? Grass. Have you seen elephant grass? When the people finished shooting, and left, the people were checking. The bullets were hitting grass and falling. You don't, you don't, you don't understand or you don't believe. Green grass, grass. The bullets, they came. The bullets were hitting the green grass and falling. Then you hear about someone sitting in his house. See in house. See where they shoot gun. They call it stray bullet. The bullet goes like this. You call it stray. What kind of stray? Must you stray here? Excuse me. Where was your angel? He couldn't just shift that bullet two inches from his trajectory like this. Let it avoid me and land here. He couldn't stop here. Why did he have to hit me? Better check yourself. All these three straight things. It just happened. Random. Uh, ra, ra. Random. It was an accident. Are you sure? Go and ask King Hehab. The Bible said the man, an archer, lifted his and fired at random. The thing went, ooh. The king was wearing body armor. It stuck between the small gap between his armor and his neck. I told you what happened. They shot it and angel grabbed it. The word of the Lord is living and powerful. <laughs> they put it in its place. How was Ahab dressed? As a peasant, hiding, pretending that he's not even the king. You cannot hide from God. Oh, you cannot hide from God. Have you not learned you cannot hide from God? Don't bother. It's clear all of you that I've been talking to for the last seven minutes. You can't hide from God. Don't bother. Go where you like. Do what you like. Hide where you like. The word of God has found you. Repent. The season has changed. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.